Well, hello, everyone. This is a special episode, um, the first in a 12-part series, um, where I'm just going to break down the tracks for um, all the songs of my new record. Um, I was thinking, for those of you who listen to the podcast, um, you'll know that one of my kind of goals for this year of 2021 has been to kind of be uh, more unapologetic about the art that I make versus, you know, the art that I help other people with, like, you know, my students or um, the art that I talk about with my guests on the podcast. Um, You know, I've spent a lot of time in my personal life, you know, just based on kind of the way I was raised and um, kind of my own specific, you know, art baggage, um, feeling like I maybe needed to um, justify my own creative expression by uh, being like very productive in a lot of other ways. And it gets tricky for me because I, I love being productive. Um, but, uh, but yeah, anyway, I'm getting off topic, but the point is I thought that one of the ways that I could kind of like honor my own work, um, and, you know, share it with, with you guys in kind of a deeper, more personal way, um, would be to kind of just do, um, take, take, uh, 12 episodes out of this next year, um, the next like full kind of 12 months, um, and talk about kind of how I wrote each of these new songs and kind of tell you any, you know, behind the scenes things about recording it or just things that I love and things that, you know, I'd love for you to know. So since this is track one that we're talking about today, I thought before I kind of dug too much into the song, I might just talk a little bit more about the title and kind of the project itself and give a little bit of background. And then what I think I'm going to do is, uh, pause my talking and and play the song for you and then kind of talk more specifically about the song. So, um, I have no really specific plans. I mean, I have thought about this song a whole lot and I've spent a lot of time with it. Um, so I have lots of things to say, but, um, I'm a little bit stream of consciousness here, which is some of my, my, uh, one of my favorite things to do. So I started writing the music for the hallowed wide, um, in May of 2020. And for anyone who's kind of new, a little little background is I had previously been working on my second record, which is called Masks. And I started writing Masks. Uh, I spent five years writing it. So I started writing it in like 2015. I wrote the first song and um, those stories were really kind of heavy and personal for me. I was writing a lot about my mother's narcissistic personality disorder. And I had already kind of, you know, felt like I wanted to get some of those stories out, you know, I anticipated needing to use a lot of metaphor in order to, to tell those kinds of stories. Um, and was also starting to kind of think a lot about, um, the religion that I was raised in and, you know, some other things that I, that seemed to me to be, um, you know, duplicitous in nature, hence the title masks. Um, and then during, during the time that I was writing the record, my mom got brain cancer and I decided to leave Mormonism. Anyway, for all these reasons, it was very chaotic, um, and emotional to make that record. And then when the pandemic started in, you know, February, March of 2020, and I was just getting ready to kind of release that body of work. And then it was called masks. Um, it was, really, I felt a lot of things about it and it was very depressing and it was, um, really difficult to release that record in that time. Um, and so all this to say, 
I released masks on May 8th of 2020 and I just wanted so badly to move on. I'm, I'm really proud of that record. And, um, I feel like I really honored my own stories in the, in the way that I wrote them, uh, on, in that project. But I was really, really sick of thinking about those things and really sick of feeling those things. And, um, all my gigs had gotten canceled for that summer and just everything felt different and the world felt scary as you all know. Um, and I thought, you know, I think the thing that I need to do is just like a bandaid, like write another record as quickly as possible. Um, and I just had kind of a gut instinct that it would, that that would be, um, just, I don't know that it would feel really good and it would help me kind of mark, mark a line in the sand of kind of like a new chapter in my life. Um, and so when I was thinking about what I wanted to write, I, I didn't really have any ideas. I mean, I hadn't been thinking about it previously. Um, I was just focusing on masks and, um, I knew that I, I wanted to write something that felt like important and kind of big. Um, I, of course, you know, I love writing concept records and having like my songs on a theme. And I knew I kind of wanted to maybe, you know, even go a little farther than kind of like a, like a loosely defined theme, like masks or embark was, um, and maybe kind of, uh, be more, um, specific or, or intentional about like the order of the songs and really kind of like tell one specific story. So I had like these ideas. And then beyond that, I think I just had kind of like some feelings of how I wanted the music to feel. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to tap into something like a little bit more kind of fantastical. That's, it's just genre wise, like in, in any medium, I, I love things that have like a, a whimsy and a mystery and, um, I wanted to kind of lean into that more than I had previously. So I, I knew that I kind of had a feeling about that. Um, I knew that I wanted to try to write in a less academic kind of a way. Um, I think when I was writing masks, I was still trying to decide, like, I maybe still felt like I needed to prove a certain amount of musical capability. Um, and so a lot of the songs on that record are harmonically um, complex and dense in a way that I, I genuinely enjoy, but but I think I maybe did feel a little like I needed to write that way. And um, for, for the new record, I wanted to be sure to kind of um, just tell stories, you know, and think less about those kinds of things. So I, I kind of had given myself like a, like a rule that I was going to write very simple harmonies, mostly diatonic harmonies, which um, for non-musicians, that means they stay in one key for the most part where masks and embark, uh, my songs on those two records de definitively do not stay in one key for any, for more than, you know, about eight measures at a time at most <laughs> usually. Um, and sometimes a lot less. So, um, I knew I wanted to kind of prioritize lyrics and melodies over chords and maybe kind of like complex rhythms and then in terms of the subject matter, this really was just a feeling. And I, and I spent maybe like two weeks early in May of 2020, just, just kind of tr thinking about what I was feeling and trying to pay attention. And I had this really kind of tangible feeling like I knew, I knew what, what I wanted to write about, but I wasn't sure what to call it. Um, 
And as I thought more about it, it, it felt like space. Like it felt like, you know, we were dealing with this global pandemic and there was such division, um, and still is. And, uh, Black Lives Matter was, uh, George Floyd had, had just been killed or was, uh, I can't remember exactly the timing, but during like this month of May, um, there was just, there was just a lot going on. And I was thinking about my own family. I had just gone no contact with my dad and I was kind of grieving those kinds of things in a new way. Um, and I was thinking about this, you know, this kind of impenetrable space that it, that we feel sometimes between individuals, you know, it, like like between, you know, maybe me and my dad or me and my siblings. And then also in between, you know, big groups of people in between um, Americans and not Americans or Americans and, you know, people coming from the southern border, which is also something that was um, in the news a whole lot, you know, at the, at the time that I was starting to write or between white people and black people or between men and women or between younger people and older people or, you know, whatever, these kind of bigger groups. And then also this kind of like impenetrable vastness between, you know, uh, um, habits that you're stuck in as an individual or kind of a, a self, um, a self image that you're stuck in and kind of wanting to kind of break into something new. And so all of these things, this kind of this space, this like difficult kind of unknown space between like a, where we are and where we'd like to be or between, um, this person, that person, this people and that people, um, it just felt kind of ever present. But I also had felt, you know, during the time that I was writing masks and learning a lot about myself and learning how to be more authentic and to, um, love more authentically, I felt like I had learned some really beautiful lessons about, you know, how weighty it feels to begin to, um, try to cross, like try to, try to make our way through this space or try to chip away at it or, you know, however it feels. Um, and, and it feels like such a, a very, very sacred endeavor to even, um, set an intention to do something about this space and I knew that's what I wanted to write about, but it, it felt kind of vague and I wasn't sure. And I knew I wanted it to feel, um, I wanted to like talk about it in a way that felt as kind of big and, and weighty and also magical as I feel these things, um, as an individual and, you know, just kind of, that's sort of my worldview. And so I, I, I was thinking about, I had like a, like a little, a notebook where I was writing down just kind of words and sort of brainstorms and not sure, like, you know, um, and I was thinking a lot about like the idea of like stretching or reaching and it just didn't feel like exactly quite right. Um, and then, uh, actually the first, so before I thought of the title, the hallowed wide, I actually wrote a song, which is, will be track 11, um, the second to last track on the record. And, it's kind of a summary of this whole thing. Um, the song is called Are We Touching Yet? And I'll talk more about that one when it's time. But I wrote that piece and kind of, um, you know, put an anchor, a more tangible anchor in this kind of intention. And after I wrote Are We Touching Yet? I I knew I had a, I, I had a, a, a closer feeling about what um, 
what I wanted to call this project. And I felt like the next thing that I wanted to do was think of a title. So I thought a lot. I looked at this brainstorm page that I had. I thought about the words that I had written for Are We Touching Yet? And um, and I wanted to talk about this space, like this, this empty space. Um, but I felt like space wasn't quite the right word because it feels empty. Um, and so I like the word wide, like wide just felt like full of possibility where space maybe doesn't kind of, uh, have that sort of connotation. And then the word hallowed is just such a special word. We all know that it means, you know, kind of sacred or, or holy, but it also sort of feels heightened and kind of mysterious and maybe like a little bit spooky, and I think that's exactly what this feeling feels like of kind of realizing you're at the precipice of some kind of change or um, you're going to enter enter something that's going to be treacherous and going to be kind of difficult and enter an endeavor or enter a new relationship or um, enter a period of change. And um, it's going to feel it's going to feel treacherous and kind of scary. But at the same time, hopefully you have a sense, you know, early on that it's that it's it's weighty and it's uh, important. So I thought about these words, the hallowed wide, just privately. And for anyone who knows me, and I mean, even if you don't, if you listen to this podcast, you, you know, I love to talk and I tend to process out loud. Um, so I had these words, the hallowed wide in my mind and, you know, we were in quarantine. So Andrew and I were here together 24 hours a day. Um, and I didn't say these words out loud to him for, at least a week and maybe more. Um, cause I just, I just wanted to try them on for like some time in my own mind and, um, kind of maybe say them to myself and just see how they felt. And then after, you know, a week or so I, Andrew and I were on a walk and I, I mentioned to him, I, I think I have a title for this new record. And when I told him, he was like, Oh my gosh, what does that mean? Like those words that feels like something, but I don't know. And I was like, I know it's, is isn't it great? I <laughs> just felt really good about it right away. But I told him I'm not ready to really tell, you know, anyone or really even, you know, say this out loud again until I can manage to write a title track. Um, you know, because thinking of some, you know, thinking of these words, the hallowed wide, uh, it doesn't mean I'm going to be able to write an incredible song to match. Um, and I knew I needed to do that before I could um, really kind of claim this title as something to move forward. So I actually wrote, I think, two. So I had written Are We Touching Yet? And I think I wrote two more songs, maybe two and a half more songs before I felt like I had enough kind of musical footing to dig in and, and write a title track the way that I wanted to. So, um, so I think that's kind of the, the prologue that I want to give for the hallowed wide. Um, and then, yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll stop talking for a second, put the track, put the song in here so you can hear it all the way through and then come back and tell you how I wrote it. So, okay, ready? Here comes the hallowed. Started with my fingers, started in the marrow, started like a shiver, started in the tips of my toes. It's every secret, and I'm back in that world, now for something bigger, better shot the sooner you go.
love that ending it feels so like just spooky and amazing and I have a little story about it which I'll tell you in a minute um so I want to talk about the writing and then I'll kind of maybe talk a little bit about uh the recording process with Jed and Scott in the studio so um I mostly want to talk to you guys about the lyrics of the song because that's kind of really um the lyrics and, and the melodies but I'll just say you know I when I started the piece I had been listening I had been listening to a bunch of glass animals and um 
I knew that I wanted this song to have uh, like some of that kind of something about the feeling that I get when I listen to some of their tunes. Um, and I, and I had an idea for the harmonic rhythm. I thought I wanted the harmonic rhythm to have these kind of four bar phrases and a, a relatively slow tempo, all things considered, or at least a, a bit of a slow pacing in the phrasing, um, to kind of, I don't know, imply this kind of, this kind of heaviness and this stretch and kind of, um, you know, uh, uh, to balance like a difficulty um, and effort with mystery. Um, and I knew that I wanted the harmonic rhythm in these four bar phrases to have some movement at the very beginning of each phrase and some movement at the very end of each phrase and for the chord to not change in the middle of the phrase. So I, those were the intentions that I had setting out. And then I had, I had a sort of a tempo and, and kind of a, a rough groove in mind. Um, so I sat down with my metronome and started playing with some chords and I, and I pretty quickly wrote this first progression, which is quite simple. And especially for my writing, it's quite simple. It's just, um, a bar of G minor and then two and a half bars of E flat major and then two beats of C minor. And, and then it kind of, and then it kind of flips. So in this, in this, it's like really an eight bar pattern, um, in the second, Half, second half, um, we start again with a bar of G minor, and then we have two and a half measures of C minor, and then two beats of E flat major. So there's only three chords in the whole verse, um, but it kind of switches. So in the first half, there's more major than minor, and in the second half, there's more minor than major but it's all just G minor, C minor, E flat major. Um, and I liked how those felt and felt good about that. So now that I had kind of like that harmonic pad, um, I, I kind of thought about the melodies and the lyrics at the same time. I was, I really wanted to kind of capture like this, just this pain, this kind of like hurt feeling and this sort of sense of reeling that I think, probably almost everyone in the world was feeling in, you know, May of 2020 and June of 2020. Um, and I wanted the, the melodies to kind of feel, um, like they matched the kind of emotion. So, so I, I wrote this first line, what's the name of this aching, which is, I don't know. I almost felt like it was just my way of kind of saying like, I don't even know what to call this feeling. Like, is it anxiety? Is it depression? Is it fear? Is it sadness? Is it like relief? You know, like there's a, maybe a little bit of, a little bit of relief. I think having our, our schedules canceled, but certainly not relief, um, about not making any money, just like such a weird, maybe like it felt a little bit exciting, like such a, just a lot of feelings and, um, and also so much sadness and confusion in the world. So, what do I even call this feeling? What's the name of this aching? And I like the way that the melody stays kind of on one note and then jumps up at the end. It feels right. Um, and then, yeah, I wanted to capture this kind of just like thrashing feeling. So this rest of this line felt pretty intuitive. We're throwing punches, throwing weight around, lying in wait to sound the call to bring the hammer down, just, just waiting for someone to blame, just, just thrashing all around. Um, trying to find someone to blame and, and just being kind of violent. Um, and, and in all of this violence, you know, whether it's verbal or emotional or real physical violence, um, it just doesn't produce a solution, of course. Um, which I think is kind of the point it's, it, it, it feels sometimes like we want to create 
solutions or kind of that this, you know, fighting or blaming will make us feel better. And of course it doesn't, um, nothing is working. We, though we cry and we beg, we're still hurting with our heads in our hands. We're dropping to the ground, giving up all our vows, wondering where to go from now. So just kind of this exhaustion and, um, like a submission, almost like a submission to change. And I know that not everybody felt this way. Um, but I think, I hope that this, um, speaks to a way that maybe a lot of us felt of like, we have to change something. We have to do something. Um, and the idea of kind of dropping to the ground, dropping to our knees, giving up all of the things, all of the, um, I don't know, like truisms or, or something that we thought we were never going to give up and, and kind of think like, no, I'll, I'll try anything. I'll change my worldview. I'll shift my paradigm. Um, I'll do what I need to do to fix this because it just hurts too much and it, there's too much pain. Um, so the first, the first, um, pick up into the chorus says we're kneeling on the edge of the hallowed wide. Um, and I like this image of kind of just broken on our knees, like looking over, looking over a cliff, looking into, um, a, a very scary unknown, just thinking anything is better than, than the status quo. We have to change something. So I hope that that's kind of been, um, set up in this verse. And then in the chorus, um, I kept the root motion pretty much the same, a, a lot the same in the chords, but changed them all to major. So all of the chords in the chorus are major chords. And, um, but because they're the same kind of roots, um, and they're moving in this kind of non-diatonic way. I, sometimes I can't help myself. You guys, it's a thing. Um, but it still kind of has a tonal center in G. Um, but because they're major with the same root that we were hearing minor before, it feels kind of uneasy. Like it's, it's like, there's something like it is major and there's something bright about it, but it feels kind of creepy and it feels uneasy. And I wrote it like that on purpose, you know, to give that kind of feeling, um, and then the third line of the chorus has a little bit more movement in the chords, but basically it's just the same harmonic rhythm with uh, a, me a measure of G, a measure of E flat major, or rather two and a half measures of E flat major, and then two beats of C major at the end. It kind of repeats that motion. Um, and then in the third line, there's, there's a little bit more movement just to kind of, you know, just to keep it moving. <laughs> um, and then I really wanted the opening, the opening line of the chorus and the first time that we hear the title and hear, hear the hallowed wide for it to feel kind of scary. So I, I wrote it with this big leap in the vocal melody and I wanted it to feel like, like a leap, you know, kind of like, um, this like stomach dropping kind of feeling. Um, and then I tried to kind of leave some little puzzles in the chorus. So I like to write ambiguously a lot and I'm sure I'll talk about this a lot in, um, in the remaining, uh, little, you know, song diaries for the rest of the record. But, um, my, my thought about it is kind of, I, I like writing ambiguously so that people can lay their own interpretations on the lyrics. And I, I like to do that on purpose. Um, because, you know, I know the range of human experience is so broad and we all have different kind of details, but, um, since you're here, I would love to tell you what these words mean to me. So, um, lay your dearest doubts on the pyre. So that's just, you know, um, your prejudices, the, the, 
the things you think about yourself that you hold dear, which might be, you know, I'm a good person. I'm not privileged or I'm not racist or, you know, whatever it may be. Those are maybe some of the kind of, um, specific things that, 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 uh, feel like the right kind of flavor of a feeling to what I was having. Um, but regardless, you know, the, the dearest, the, the, um, the presumptions that we hold most dear that maybe are tangled up in the, in our identities, you know, tangled up in our worldview in a way that is very, very tricky and very vulnerable and scary and destabilizing to try to pluck out. Um, but we're, but, but we're at this, um, the premise of, you know, this record is that we're at this breaking point and, and we'll do anything. So to, to lay those very, very dearest doubts is just one word, but again, like, you know, any kind of ideologies, put them on the, put them on the fire and, and a, a pyre specifically is almost like a, you know, like a ritualistic kind of a fire. Like it's not just like, uh, burn it in the garbage, but like lay it down for the sake of this kind of, um, new purpose that we're trying to figure out when you throw your soul inside. So I, I believe that when we want to make these kind of big changes, we can't just kind of dabble. We can't just kind of put our hand in it, read an article here and there. Um, you have to kind of be willing to, it's, you have to kind of will be willing to, uh, to be a little broken and very vulnerable and exposed. Um, so it's not enough to just, you know, um, put a hand inside, you know, throw your soul inside, um, close your eyes, which to me, I mean, I'm always bargaining with lyrics because I have so little time and I want to try to capture the right feeling, whether or not it's the exact perfect words. But to me, close your eyes maybe feels like um, reverence or something like going back to like, what do we feel? What's intuitive? What's human? Um, rather than kind of using, I don't know, the like, uh, typical methods of discernment that we've maybe grown to rely on and open every clouded window you can find. So looking for the places where you have blind spots, looking for the places where you have misconceptions, where you have, um, you have opinions that are built on falsehoods or misunderstanding. So looking around for the, the, the potential windows, which, you know, windows are, um, we can, we see by way of windows and they're all windows are also conduits, um, new pathways, new, um, places of connection where a wall, where a wall was. Um, and if a window's clouded, it's not a window at all. So looking for places that don't look like, um, they're open for possibility and just, just, you know, uh, knocking on them a little bit, you know, rubbing your hand across them and maybe kind of realizing like, oh, this is a window. Like there's something here. There's, there's, um, this is a, this is a way in or a way out or a way through or, you know, whatever. Um, and then I, I'm like such a sucker for this kind of, uh, thing where like the word that ends one sentence starts another. So, you know, I'll, I'll lean into that wherever I can. So open every clouded window you can find. And then also you can find where, so we can hear this in both ways. Open every clouded window you can find, you can find where the, you can find where the mist meets the missing. And so I think this is the same kind of thing. A mist is something that blurs or 
um, you know, obfuscates our vision, uh, obscures our vision. Um, so it, where, where the mist, where what's, what's blurry and what's, um, obscured, where the mist, uh, lines up with, uh, missing pieces, knowledge that we needed and things that we needed to fill in the blank, um, where confusion or um, misunderstanding or uh, misinterpretation is, is, is um, kind of allowing us to miss entire things, like big things, like miss entire ways of thinking, miss, you know, truths that are so dramatically apparent to someone else that, you know, because of our individual circumstances, we've just never even considered. So you can find where the mist meets the missing and the oldest bones are living. And I mean that to be the oldest dead rotting things that, um, are in our worldviews that are in our cultures, um, looking for the places where there's just archaic hangover, um, of things that just, just, do not belong, do not make sense, um, are built out of lies and manipulation. Um, find where the mist meets the missing and the oldest, most rotten things are living and thriving. Um, and they should be dead. You know, They should be dead and gone and not just buried, but they should be disintegrated. They should be gone and rather they're old and rotten and living and festering, um, and active. And these, these things, these, um, these secrets and these kind of, these rotten things we need to, um, to get rid of are, are, are sending out an echo. There is evidence, evidence of them. And it's all this pain that I'm talking about in the verse, casting an echo from the hallowed wide, um, leave your fears behind and step inside. So that's, you know, this is the beginning of our journey and it is a concept record. So there's, <laughs> there's like progress to be had and kind of ups and downs, which I'll talk about as we go. Oh, I didn't talk about this little chant. Um, I wrote, I actually wrote the chant before I started anything else. I knew I wanted it to feel, um, like a vow or feel like a little pledge or feel, yeah, like, like a chant, like a mantra, like a spell. Um, and I knew I wanted it to be kind of looping and kind of have no breaths in it. So, um, and this was actually like during this time, um, when I was kind of thinking about this, maybe even before I, yeah, really started kind of sitting down to write, I was going on these really, really long walks to just kind of think, and I had nothing, I had very little going on because every, everything was canceled, um, at the beginning of quarantine and, um, just walking, you know, for two, two, three hours and kind of just, I don't know, having this little loop of a chant in, in my head, it started, it started with my fingers and these are, you know, symbolic to me, but like, like it starts with just this little tingle. Like, I just feel like I need to move. I feel like I need to do something, um, uh, in the marrow, like it's coming from me and the tips of my toes, like, a, like a little shiver. Um, and what is this thing? What is this like little spark of a feeling of like something needs to change? Um, it's all of these secrets that we're all holding, that we're all keeping, that we're, we're keeping and ignoring as a collective, you know, um, intentionally and unintentionally. But these secrets are, they're, they're coming loose and they're set on a path like an arrow. Um, and 
if we follow that path, we're, we're bound for something bigger, bound for a change, and you're going to have a better shot. And we all collectively will have a better shot the sooner we start, the sooner we go. So this, the chant comes back um, after the first chorus um, with some new harmonies. Okay, and then for verse two, what are these words I'm hearing? I, I really like, I feel like this can feel kind of vague and sort of, um, you know, po poemy, um, not poetic per se, but like a little kind of cryptic lyric stuff. But it also feels so literal to me. Like, you know, this is not something that I thought about last year. You know, I, w I was a little ahead on some of these things, but I mean, even just like, I, rem I, I remember the first time, like I heard the word, you know, cisgender, um, like, what is this word? What, are what is this? What are these words I'm hearing? Um, just the, sh the sheer vocabulary of understanding another person. Um, what are these, what are these words I'm hearing? You know, maybe, um, you know, just people talking about their experiences and, and putting words on things that feel, um, familiar and ever present to someone, uh, and to someone else feel totally foreign. What are the words I'm hearing? Once again, what is the name of this feeling? Which is the same thing as what, what's the name of this aching? What do I even call this thing? This blend of this, this, uh, you know, um, uh, like this kind of icky blend of, all these scary things, but also kind of like a determination or a defiance or something. Um, this story, the story that I need to hear, which again, it can be whatever you want. But I think for me, you know, it's all these individual stories of the people who I don't understand and the struggles that I don't understand. Um, the story cutting through all this ugly noise, like there's so much distraction. And still, if we're paying attention, we can hear that little, that little echo of a truth. Um, or of, of an importance or something, you know, calling that, um, demands more of an attention, the story cutting through the ugly noise. And it's clearing this hum in our ears, this kind of dead noise that we get through all of the social media and all the news. And it's, it, there's so much, um, fear and so much just sheer information that it can kind of just start feeling like noise and like this hum, but these true things, they cut through, um, and we get a feeling in our heart that, this is something we are supposed to know. This message is for me. This message is for us. This isn't a message for someone else. Um, and we start to see the lies we've been dealing. Um, we start to see the ways that we contribute to other people's pain and that we contribute to our own pain and we contribute to the pain of the people closest to us and also people who we've never met and will never meet. Um, this line, we can try, but a cry doesn't heal it. I think, you know, we all too often see a lot of performative grief and, you know, I'm sure that I'm guilty of it sometimes too, certainly not on purpose, but, um, you know, talking about our sadness and talking about how hard it, it all is and how bad we feel for, you know, other people, others. Um, but a, a cry like this kind of sadness and this sort of sympathy doesn't fix anything. We need more. Um, and what we should do instead is, uh, is to maybe not say as much, listen more. So, um, when I wrote, we, we hold our breath and wait until the little voice beating the drums in our ears says, we're finally here. We're listening, we're listening. And then we're, 
uh, we're listening, we're learning, and then we're diving in and making change. And now we're standing on the edge of the hallowed wide instead of kneeling. Okay. Then we hear the chant thing again. Then we have this like bridge, which is not really a bridge. I don't really think of it as a bridge, but it's more of a bridge than anything else, I guess. But, um, I think of it more like it's a, a counter melody that's going to layer under the verse. And I, I wrote all of these kind of like intentions. Um, and they don't feel individually that important to me, which is why I wrote them. So we'd only hear two by themselves. And then we start building and layering everything and kind of building this, uh, frenzy and building this kind of chaos and, um, and energy, but, but, um, I'll just, I'll read these lines, um, into the haze, make your way, tempting fate to follow, which doesn't mean anything too particular, but it's more of a feeling of, um, yeah, this, this is a defiant action. And it's also, it's treacherous and it's unknown. Like we set the intention to make a change, but we don't know really what that's going to look like. Um, what leap of faith will it take to rebuild tomorrow? Um, which I mean, it means the same thing. Like what will, what will work? What will happen? Um, yeah. Uh, cling to the quaking. So stay where this discomfort feels cling to the quaking, the shaking. What was safe is hollow. What felt safe, this kind of status quo, it has nothing to offer. Um, and when you're trying to make this change again, you know, I'm talking about kind of a lot of global things, which is more of what I personally was thinking about when I was writing this music. But I've also felt these feelings in my marriage and in friendships and with, you know, individual students who, who are really struggling, you know, and, and we together are struggling to help them find their voice. Um, you know, it certainly can apply, uh, certainly, certainly can apply anywhere or, or again, even just totally individually, um, by ourselves, but, but the status quo has nothing left for you and, and go to where the discomfort is and where that kind of instability is, um, wade in the flames, um, which is same thing, just stay where it's uncomfortable. Just let yourself be there wide awake blaze into the unknown, um, which maybe feels a little bit even more intentional. Like it's not just kind of like we're sneaking in, but like we're, we're going in kind of unashamed and unabashed. Um, suffer your claim. This means to me like a suffer as in give up, not suffer like suffering, but, um, like, like we, like our pain and suffering, but suffer like, like how Jesus said, suffer the little children, you know, like, um, give up, give it up, give up your claim, your privilege, your claim to, um, an identity that feels fine and fixed and, and right. Um, uh, give up your claim to, to certainty you know, whatever that may be, share the blame, um, take responsibility until you don't want to let go of it until you, you don't even want to let go of the blame because you're, you've grown so comfortable realizing that you are making mistakes and always will make mistakes. Um, focus the frame, like just re, re, uh, refocus your paradigm, change your shape till you can swallow whole the whole, the hallowed wide until you are ready to not just go through it, but you feel like you can hold it and you, um, you're ready. So, and that's the end. And then, um, I wrote it so that the chorus would layer on on top and then halfway through the chorus, the chant would come in again. Um, and then at the very end for the very first time in the song, a brand new line of lyrics come up to the edge and step inside, which feels like a I don't know. It's, it's an introduction to the rest of the record. 
Um, and it feels, it feels really exciting to me. So that's, that's the song. That's all the little kind of breadcrumbs that I wanted to leave and sort of what I was thinking. And then in terms of how we made this, I don't mean, I don't know that I have maybe too much to say. This song in particular is all just me and Jed. There's no other, uh, live instruments, nobody else playing on this song. Um, so it's, it's production by Jed singing by me, millions and millions of layers of background vocals. So many background vocals. Um, Hmm. Do I have like favorite little spots? I think like, you know, there are a lot of layers. So maybe I would just say like, listen for them, like listen for, listen for like little places where there's new melodies. Um, all of those are kind of, they're very thrilling. And we added, we added new little tidbits, like all over the song, um, one of my, one of my favorite places is, um, there's a counter melody or a new background vocal melody at the end of, or the pickup into chorus two, we're standing on the edge of the hallowed wide. Um, and there's also some other like little hidden goodies in verse two you can listen for. Um, I think maybe the only th other thing, <coughs> excuse me, there's wildfires everywhere in the world right now. And, I, being a person who has a little bit of asthma, I'm struggling a tiny bit to breathe. Um, the other thing I want to say is you'll hear in the choruses and especially toward the end, we kind of focus on it a lot, but Jed did the coolest thing. And I don't know that I could even say what it was, but he kind of like uh, played some of the background vocal melodies or like just maybe just the reverb of the background vocal melodies backward, which gives it this um, and then later, layered it over the, the front the correct direction ones, which gives it this like very, very spooky feeling that I love more than anything. And then maybe like the, the last thing that I want to kind of tell is, um, that extra hallowed wide that happens at the very, very end. It was an accident. So we had recorded these harmonies in the chorus and then have kind of had kind of copied and pasted them onto all the places. And um, Jed had accidentally copied and pasted one extra one. And so it was just going to end, come up to the edge and step inside um, and just have kind of that reverb hanging over. And then that extra hallowed wide was like a little gift. And we just, we both heard it in the studio and just felt, um, I don't know, like thrilled and just, I don't know. It was, it was a cool moment. I think that's it for the hallowed wide. Um, I hope that you have enjoyed listening to these specific things. I know I would kill for this kind of thing with the, the records that I most love. I want to know what every little thing means. Um, and I'll just say too, there's, there's nothing like I've been thinking lately, you know, what do I want? What kind of a relationship do I want with my listeners and with my fans? And there's nothing that I would love more than to have the kind of relationship with you where, um, like I want, I want people to ask me like, what does this mean? Or like, or to tell me like what extra little meanings like you're finding. Um, so, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, and then, hmm, what else? Is there anything else I want to say? Okay, so maybe I'll just say this as in closing. My plan for this record is to, it's finished. So um, the hard copies of the of the album are, are going to be coming to my house in two days. And by the time you hear this, they'll already be here. Um, I picked up the shirts today. I've got stickers. I printed 
uh, my beautiful hallowed wide um, maps. So again, if you're kind of if you if you haven't been following my other social channels, I I drew like um I I, I hand drew um, a map like a fantasy style like a like a a, ma- a world building map um, of the hallowed wide. Um, and then on the back of the map, I wrote like a little story guide or like kind of like almost like a, a little kind of meditation, um, a little paragraph that goes between each song. So, um, so anyway, I have those maps. And so if you want, you can have the whole record up now. Um, you just need to go to my website and, and buy it and, and order it. And I'll send you the map and the hard copy of the record and any other merch and goodies that you want. But if you aren't going to do that, you're going to have to wait a full year and actually a little bit more than a year to hear this whole story. So I'm going to release about one episode or one episode, about one song per month for the next year. So, and when I say about one song per month, I'm going to, there'll be a little bit more time between this one and track two and, um, track two will come out at the end of October. And then I'll wait until January because of the holidays to release track three. And then it'll kind of be one a month from there. So, um, so if you are enjoying this and you want to hear all of the music up front, just have to get a hard copy. It's the only way to do it. Otherwise I will be releasing these episodes where I'm talking about each of the songs, um, kind of in conjunction with the public streaming release. So there won't be another one of these in the series until October, till the end of October. Um, if you, whoever you are out there listening, if you've gotten to this point in this recording, I love you. Um, I don't know who you are, but I say this unequivocally. I love you. You must be a cool person or at least a person who I would think was cool and would want to talk for hours and hours about anything and everything with. Um, so thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, and I would love to know who you are. So if you are hearing this, send me a message. I would be beyond thrilled and deeply grateful to know who you are and what you think. And, uh, yeah, other than that, Artifice will be back to her regularly scheduled programming next week. Um, I have some really, really fun episodes ready to go kind of in the tank and I will be be back in this series at the end of October. Thank you so much for listening to the Artifice podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hallowed Wide and thanks for being on this journey with me. I love you. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Artifice. Our theme song is As You Are from My Album Masks with artwork and merch designs by Sarah Keel. If you'd like to recommend a professional artist for an interview on the podcast, you can reach me through my website, emilymerrellmusic.com. That's E-M-I-L-Y-M-E-R-R-E-L-L music.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks again. Have a great week.